Welcome to the Secret Lives of Chiropractors, where we get personal with chiropractic leaders, mentors, and influential entrepreneurs. And when I say personal, I mean really personal. So personal that the things that they open up and hear about, they haven't shared anywhere else. Today, I had Craig Osborne with me on the show. I have to tell you, I uh, first met him at Cairo Rock Seminar here in LA and he emceed that event. And I literally immediately thought, man, I've never met somebody so full of life and with such a big heart for chiropractic. So I was like, I gotta get to know him. Um, so I started to get to know him and I know he is involved with Cairo Europe and chiropractic totally has his heart. And what I love most about him is, especially after this interview, is his philosophy and approach on life. Um, in this interview, he shares a whole bunch of things about his childhood and the importance of discipline and a good attitude and, um, and how he got there. It's just so many gems in this conversation, but one that stands out to me, I think, and I think that it's so palpable when you listen in, um, you'll see, is his belief system, this incredible belief system about how, what he thinks, which is how things will always work out for him. And of course, I've heard other people say that and I've said it, but the way that Craig said it, it, it is just, he believes it with every cell in his body. So I want you to pay attention as you listen in because this solid belief system is why he has done so much and experienced so much success without a beat. Um, the difference between saying something that you think it sounds cool or it's good, you know, it's good or you think you believe it versus having it be your truth is just so evident here. And I teach about identity a lot inside of Elevate Club, and it's so relevant to this conversation because you can keep saying that you want something, you want this vision, you have this vision for your practice or for your life. And if it's not a match for who you think that you are or um, what you really deeply believe, then you won't have that thing. You won't have that vision. We uh, workshop how to shift that. And if you haven't joined Elevate yet, um, you can go to www.elevate.me and that's spelled E-L-I-V-A-T-E dot me and um, start there in, I'm sure the link is in here somewhere. I hope that you, I know you will enjoy today's episode. Uh, listen in as we dive a little bit deeper and get to know uh, Craig and make sure you subscribe, share and all the things and then tune in for the next episode. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Secret Lives of Chiropractors. And today I am super excited because I have somebody that I've, I met just not too long ago, a couple months ago. Um, I've got Dr. Craig Osborne, and I'm super excited to have him here. I just remember um, seeing him. We were at the same seminar, and he was emceeing the whole event. And one of the things that just oozes out of Craig is just love and connection for chiropractic and his passion. He's taking everything so seriously as an MC. And I was like, I got to connect with this dude. I loved his energy. He pumped up the crowd because he has all that excitement and that passion for chiropractic. So it was really easy and uh, just loved uh, connecting with him. And once I got to learn more about him, he has lived 
he's got an incredible chiropractic story where um, I think a few of us experience chiropractic this way, where it's like, I've never been adjusted. I just go to chiropractic school, I finish. And then halfway through chiropractic school, I get adjusted. That was, that was me too, by the way. But I think that's, that's incredible. It just kind of speaks to the certainty that he had about chiropractic. And he's been all practicing all over the world, which is fascinating, at least to us Americans. I know we've got some international people watching and listening that, to this too, but he's been all over the world. He's always, everything he's done, when you hear his story, hopefully we'll touch on all of this, but he's followed his heart. He's known what's been real and then he's followed it. He um, got connected with Cairo Europe um, uh, through his chiropractic journey and he decided you know what, this is a great thing for the profession and I want to be involved. And he has, um, he's been, he's been serving that organization on his own time. And um, he's also got some really cool stuff uh, that he'll be talking about a little bit later. Well, welcome, Craig. Hi, Nona. Hi. Um, thank Thanks you for, for having me. your time. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, it's great. I mean, it's uh, calling here from Munich in Germany. I don't know if you mentioned that. So um yeah it's 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 nice to make contact and and be part of more of an international community because we seem to be so insular either in our states or our, our or cities even or even just countries so it's, it's really nice to make these contacts and create connection yeah and you're the perfect person you're the perfect connector not not only have you personally connected with me with so many different people but you've lived all over the world so it's like anybody i i wanted a chiropractor i was in portugal i was in <laughs> you know, chiropractors all over the world. So it's a beautiful thing. So yeah, you um, kept on writing me. Is there a chiropractor somewhere? It's like, yeah, look here. <laughs> I know. It was awesome. So um, I want to start with kind of like actually going a little bit like back, way back when Craig was like maybe four or five or seven, like when you were really young. Well, because you've done so much and there are definitely certain aspects about your personality that come out when somebody meets you. Like you're that connector, you're, you're heart-centered, you are focused, you are disciplined, you've obviously had success everywhere you've uh, you've had your practice. So what were the elements in your childhood that came up, whether they were struggles or they were successful stories or, or whatever the dynamic of your childhood was that kind of gave you all these successful attributes? Well, having not prepared for this question, I'm going to su suggest that it's probably a combination of things. Um, like probably quite a few kids in America, I went to Boy Scouts. So from whenever it started right through to the very end. So I took it right through to my mid-teens. And, and Scouts is all about service mm. um, and, and, and being involved and doing projects and getting organized. So that's only one thing. Um, as a family, we were super involved in swimming. Yeah. Um, my parents used to say they used to have to teach me every year how to swim because I quite kept on forgetting, um, but that I could almost swim before I could walk. So, you know, for many, many years, we would go to uh, swim training at least five times a week when we we're doing competitive stuff. It was 10 to 12 times a week. Wow. Um, and that's on top of school. So, you know, we were, we were driving 45 minutes to the, to the pool, driving back, getting up at five o'clock in the morning. So there's a lot of, you just have to get things done. Um, yeah. And I, I guess in that regard, too, my mum always used to ask or be worried about me getting my school stuff done. And I'd say, mum, I've got it under control. It's all good. Wow. But, that's one thing that, <laughs> but I guess one thing that come, came into that, too, is that for whatever reason, I've always had a strong, it's not even a belief, it's just the truth, that things will always work out well. 
So, um, you know, it's that whole, you know, what's going to happen in the future and, and be open to everything. So uh, this isn't my work T-shirt, but my T-shirts have, you know, um, expect a miracle or expect the unexpected. But it's being open to the potential of the future, but knowing, knowing that the future is positive. Um, and it always is. And, it um, always and, and I guess... Yeah, it always is. But I mean, it's also you say, well, what if something happened that seems bad? You go, yes, but there's something can always positive come out of that. Um, so yeah, I guess when you, when I think back to those times, and it's probably not that fresh in my head, but you know, I, I was born in a small country town of 6,000 people. We had friends on farms. Dad seemed to know everybody. We were in the swimming community. Um, and so we just had a very easy, natural, um, upbringing and this is the mid 70s so you know back then in New Zealand it, it's if you think about what New Zealand was like or is like that's kind of it so you know no computers nothing technical the phones had the old dial thing or you actually had to ring the, the, the person to get a number through um, you know walking through the school paddock and fr- um, through a field of cows um, actually no not cows um, sheep to get to school yeah. you know that kind of stuff really natural and easy um, environment to grow up in. So, mm. uh, and, and New Zealanders are known for their ingenuity, um, and their tenacity, yeah. um, and, and just finding a solution to something because in that time growing up, even actually until about the 2000s before really computers kicked in, in New Zealand, you were just stuck with having to find a solution because anything that had to come from overseas would take three to six months, literally, to mm. arrive on the boat. So, you know, I guess in America, you've almost never had that, unless way, way, way back in the future. But, you know, yeah. Yeah, and I didn't didn't grow up in the States. I grew up in Iran until I was 16. Mm. So Mm -hmm. while I I didn't have the similar experience as in like the the more of like the natural living of like walking through the, you know, with the sheep and animals and stuff, it was the quite quite opposite of it. But in some ways, like it's still, because I was in, I lived in Tehran, so big city, Mm. very compact and everything. However, it's still like there's, there's, difficulty quote unquote in like getting through life like not everything comes easy sometimes you have to work hard for things so now a couple of things my son is in swim and i thought i was pushing him he's six he's almost seven and he yeah. literally goes to swim twice a week and i was like i'm i'm pushing this kid because he's so tired after he sometimes he takes a nap now you're telling me 45 minute drive and then you're sometimes competing twice like basically you said 14 what did you say 12 to 14 times a week which is like two to three times a day that's yeah. wild. Well, two uh, two times a day. So two we would we would often drive mornings to the pool, forty minutes, and home back to school, and straight after school, hop in the car, drive back the forty minutes to the pool, wow. do the do the three four thousand meter swim. I can't translate that. Um, yeah. Two three miles or whatever it was, and then drive back home, and then eat, and then do homework. Wow! Does your- five, day, five days a week. Was it your mom driving you? Uh, no, well, actually, it's a funny little story because they used to drive us because we weren't old enough. And um, then my brother, who's a couple of years older than me, when he started to get us driving for his license, um, I started learning at the same time. So I actually, in New Zealand at that time, you could get your driver's license from your 15th birthday. Uh-huh. And I actually got it on my 15th birthday. So uh-huh. I sat in the car and the policeman sort of looked at me and said, how does this work? <laughs> you know, you, today's the say you get to start driving and yet you're doing your license. And I went, is it all right? Let's do it. So from that day on, we drove ourselves. Yeah. That is awesome. I love that. Now, now I'm New in New Zealand. 
but I'm inspired to get my get my kid to be like, you're slacking off twice a week is nothing. We got to do more. That's okay. nothing. Yeah. That's, that's good. <laughs> I mean, I can see like the discipline of that. The like you just do. You just this is what you do, and this is what success looks like. And there is hard work involved. Do you know what? One of the things I loved loved that you said, and the way that you said it, Craig. It just came out so um, naturally like it is your truth. And that is what you said. You were like, it's not just a, but the, the thing about uh, things working out well for me, you were like, it's not just a belief system. It just is. It just is the truth. Um, yeah. When did you pick that up? Like, when did you, what was, was there something? Yeah. When was the first time you were like, this is my truth? It's hard to know. Cause I, I I've done a lot of retrospective thinking about that during these sure. sort of self-development weekends. And I guess my awareness of it was, I'm going to say early teens, but I don't know why. I have no, I have no real idea why that's the case. Um, you know, like many, many people, I was also bullied as a teenager. I don't know if that was just some of it like, like you know, this will end, it will be okay. I don't know if that played a role. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm really not sure, but I, I, it's for a long, long time. So I know it's sometime from my teenagers, at least, it was like, it will be okay. Mm. and it's been it's it's proved itself so many times it is my truth it just how it is yeah i love that so much i hear people say that like in our profession people are like expect a miracle and you have the t-shirts and you put it on your wall but i don't find that it's as easy for people to actually like the way you said it you're like it's not what i believe it's like it just is the truth like it's not even a belief system i love that i love how you said that like you really embody it yeah, so, it's been proven so many hundreds or thousands of times. It just, it's but it's true. only been it's only been proven because you've believed it to be true. Of course. Yeah. Well, that's the stuff. Yeah. Yeah, it's both. Both. You yeah. Have to be open. You have to be open to that potential, and so it proves itself over and over again. Exactly. Yeah, I love yeah. that. I love that. Yeah. Um, since we we're talking about your childhood, is there a childhood nickname that you've had? Do you have a childhood nickname when you were little? Oh, well, my, my swim coach started to call me peanuts until my parents told him off. And I don't have, have no idea where that came from. Um, actually, no, I don't really think I had it. Like, you can't really do much with the name Craig. It's yeah. just sort of, yeah. Some people used to call me Aussie, but there's no, no connection to Aussie Osborne. Yeah. Um, so thankfully, uh, yeah. <laughs> um, so no, I don't think so. No, Not is really. there? It would no. have been a funny story that people say about aside from driving a car at fifteen, like on the day. Or any funny stories about your childhood uh, that your family is like, oh, Craig? Like, oh, I think I was a pretty serious kid, to be honest. Are you? Um, yeah, I was. Yeah, I was a pretty serious kid. I just got stuff done. Like my mother, like my parents would have never been concerned about me getting my homework done or anything like that. So I was probably a, a, a bit of a goody two shoes, probably in that regard. You know, uh-huh. I love math. I sat at the front of the class. I answered the question, did well in my exams. I kind of was a an, an easy normal kid. So um, you're not yeah, even a humor, first child. You're not a first child, no, right? Yeah. No, 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 no. And my brother is completely different to me. So yeah. thankfully. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Okay, that's cool. So um, before we started to record, you were like, you and I were talking about like the, the success principles and you mentioned something that was really intriguing to me, which I think is might be p- at least part of your um, secret sauce to success. One part of it is you expect things to go well. And then you were mentioning like this, this three ingredient thing. Can you tell us about that? 
Sure. And, and, and to be perfectly honest, this really only sort of became concrete to me in the last year or two. So it's mm-hmm. not like it's a, a long time thing, but you know, over the years, you know, I've, I've set up mission statements. I've done values stuff. And it's always seemed to be, I'd get it done and then just sort of put off to the side and not really think about what it meant. And when I've talked about this to a few groups and I've asked the question, who's got a mission statement, a mixed spattering of people, um, or vision uh, or a value statement as well. And, and um, almost every situation I said, so what are you doing with them? People going, don't know. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, I did a, a course a few, a few years ago with, uh, Nima, uh, Ramani up in Canada, or not in Canada, but um, and and the the topic came up about your superpower. Now, I've seen this everywhere since then. And the whole idea about a superpower is, is not sort of saying, oh, chiropractic is my superpower. It's like, and I would usually say this with an F word, but it's probably not allowed here. You know, what is the thing you are good at? You can like, say it. That you fucking good at yes. and better than anybody else you know so what is it's like an activity or a thing or a quality it's not just i'm i'm my superpowers i'm nice that's mm-hmm. not a superpower that that's a quality but it's not a superpower so what is it you do really really well that when you do it you just love and time stands still that kind of thing and so for me it was realizing that um and when I made this realization, it just made things so much easier for me because I realized what I'm doing is what I'm meant to do. Mm-hmm. And, and that's, I know what my mission is. You know, my mission is to ensure that people get the tools and be the person they need to be. To per- be they have the tools to become the person they need to be to be, be the person they want to be. Mm-hmm. It's a little bit confusing, even worse when you say it in German. <laughs> and they need to, then I need to filter all my decisions in the pursuit of that mission through my values. Mm-hmm. Because it's really important to filter. Otherwise, I end up saying yes when I should have said no, as yeah. a simple example. And that I need to use my superpower as much as possible. Mm. And 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 when I do that, then I am in my power. I'm doing what I love to do. And I'm just going to have a great time at it. And the people I serve will benefit more than if I'm trying to do something that's not me. So in the pursuit of my mission, filter through my values. And and practice my superpower as much as possible. Mm, I love that. And so your superpower sounds like bigger than what you would provide for your patients. Like sounds like bigger than I don't want to say something is bigger than chiropractic, but it does sound like it goes outside of your clinic. So is that is that do you find that to be true? Yes, it is. I mean, the thing is, I used to say before I realized this thing that that I inherited the organizational genes from my mom. Because my dad was always like the figurehead in, in swimming and my mum did all the work. That's always what it seemed like. And if there's anything to be organized, my mum seemed to be the organizer. So what I realized is I'm getting great at putting stuff together, Yeah. like connecting people and putting things together. So uh, when I first went to Cairo, Europe, as you mentioned earlier, and it, I remember standing on the balcony on the Saturday and the sun was coming up, looking out at the sea, and I went, all right, I'm home. And then by the end of the weekend, I realized I need to be involved in this because I can see how much better it can be, mm-hmm. um, knowing what I'm good at. Um, and so I'm heavily involved with Cairo Europe over here. Um, you know, the links we'll put at the end, as you mentioned. Uh, I have my own site, CairoAlliance.org, which is an international connection. It's like a yellow page for chiropractors. We got to talk about Cairo Alliance. No, we got to okay. talk about Cairo Alliance because 
when I met you, when we were like uh, over lunch, we were talking and then you like very casually mentioned that you put this entire website together <laughs> and I'm looking at it because, and, and you, you were showing it to me and we'll, we'll talk about what Cairo Alliance is in a second, but I think this is mm-hmm. so cool. Um, and it speaks to the kind of person that you are. So you casually mentioned it. I'm looking at this website on your phone or on my phone. And I was like, oh my gosh, this is because my ex-husband does websites and marketing mm-hmm. and looking at the website and it's got like a directory. It's like a complex freaking website. It's not like a one pager you put up on Wix where some chiropractors put together. <laughs> it's it's freaking like awesome and it's complex. And I'm like, how did you do that? And you're like, well, I just kind of figured it out. Like kind of like everything that you've been talking about full circle, like figuring things out and always knowing that yeah, yeah. following the mission. So anyways, I wanted to mention that. So tell us what Cairo Alliance is all about. What was like the, the, uh, the juice behind it? Why'd you create it? Well, well the real juice came out of, uh, you might recall or listeners will recall, um, some years ago, there was a group of European colleges, or not just European colleges, came out with a statement against um, the uh, vitalism, against using the term subluxation. Mm-hmm. And since then, that built as much more colleges. And so when that happened, um, we were just kind of like, what? Um, what can we do about it? And so there was a group of us that were meeting over a period of time trying to figure out how can we best respond to this, being individuals, not in politics, not in colleges. And this is where it was all being driven from. And so um, this is one of the things that Mark Hudson said, look, the thing we need to do is we need to provide something to support students. We need to be able to get students who are in these colleges aware of chiropractors who identify as being vitalistic and make it easy for them to find these chiropractors. Mm-hmm. And so it just so happened that, that something happened all the way and someone said, we need something. And I thought, all right, I'll just do a website. So I kind of sat down and it actually the website, this website is super easy. The other one, the, the Cairo Europe website, it's freaking complicated. Um, did, and, make, and so the, did you make that one too? Yes. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I'm so impressed. Okay. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a bit of a, a brain. Mm, um, but yeah, so the Cairo Alliance page was originally set up to um, be a support structure for students, especially at non-vitalistic colleges, which is by far the majority. And it sort of grew from there because then it made sense to say, well, I tried doing one for seminars, but that was just too complicated. I've added into it a separate page for mission trips and uh, podcasts. So just trying to provide a local, a central area where you can find that out. Like if you want to do a a mission trip, where is that too? I'm I'm trying to organize one at the moment to Uganda in November as an example. So, you know, the information is there. Um, And then there is also... Uh, there's also a page there, you know, people say, oh, chiropractic can move anywhere around the world, but you need to know how it works. So there is a page there as well uh, with a directory. If you want to go to this country, what is necessary? So it's, it, it's, it's, it gradually builds up. Unfortunately, there's not so many from North America listed yet. I keep on trying to get them on board because it's free. There's no advertising. There's nothing happening. You just give me your name and I put it up and it's done. And it's surprising how many people get easy, free referrals there. It's mm. really, really easy. So that was the whole drive for the Alliance site. And so I look after it now. I guess it must be at least five years old now. So, I love yeah. that. You just basically found a pro- there was a problem and you're like, I will fix it. I'll figure out how to fix it. And, and you yeah. did. And there's, and, and there's other people doing similar type um, uh, um, directories or there's, there's – um, school groups with Facebook or there's 
philosophy groups or there's paid uh, areas that have got it, but nothing is offering it around the world free to anybody. Mm-hmm. Nothing. Yeah. That I've found at least. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. So we'll put the, li- we'll put the link in the show notes. You guys go and can they um, just become like enter the director? If I'm a chiropractor, can I just go in there and sign up or do it? Almost. I- Almost. There's, there's a sign up page. Okay. Go to it's the just, sign up you page. Send me, it just name, address, telephone number, the, the usual kind of information. Okay. That comes to me. I upload it and then it's, and That's then it's done. easy. And why wouldn't yep. you, right? Why wouldn't you? Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Cost nothing and you get free, free um, referrals from it. Awesome. And if anybody yep. is going to be in Europe, I'm going to try to, I'm going to attempt the next uh, Cairo Europe that happens. So I'm, ex- I'm excited to come and visit. Yeah. Um, so cool. So I'm curious what either with regards to chiropractic and or outside, like in your personal life, what are some things that piss you off? Like what's the thing that's like frustrates you, pet peeve or, or something that annoys you or frustrates you? <laughs> my brother. <laughs> Hopefully he's because not my brother is, is, is a doctor um, and he's a sports doctor. Um, and so we, it's just fascinating and frustrating when we know that healing comes from within, that there is this almost impenetrable barrier to getting that message across without somehow being bashed down for being some kind of lunatic chiropractor. It's just, um, it, it's, it seem, it's just, it, it, that's the battle we face and it won't change in a hurry. Um, but I mean, the thing is, and it's probably a little bit sad, like almost everything I do is chiropractic. So when people say to go on trips and I go, yes, for seminars, um, <laughs> you know, that's my holidays. So, yeah. um, and, and all my spare time has done chiropractic stuff. So for me, it's, it's, you know, just finding ways to somehow make a difference. Yeah, yeah. And, and being, being not having the same kind of voice that my brother has mm-hmm. as a doctor, everyone would instantly listen to what he says and take it as gospel. Mm-hmm. And anyone who would listen to mine and go off and check it in Wikipedia and say, well, Wikipedia says, mm-hmm. yeah. 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 I hear you. I think that that's, that's probably what a lot of chiropractors find commonality in, in terms of what pisses them off, whether they have a brother who's an MD or not that part of the. <laughs> That part of the paradigm is usually, yeah, <laughs> pushing them to the side. Um, yeah. So um, I know that you probably would identify with like, you are the kind of person who doesn't have any regrets in life. You're like, everything happened for a reason. It all works out, all the things. However, looking back, is there something you would now knowing all, all the wisdom you have now, looking back at your chiropractic journey or in your personal life, is there something that you would do differently or you do more of or less of? Uh, yes, I wish I'd known more about vitalistic chiropractic from the start mm. and kind of got, kind of found my feet much faster than I had. Mm. Um, because, um, you know, I went to the New Zealand College of Chiropractic and we had vital, we had, um, philosophy as much as we had everything else. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't that I wasn't getting the message, but I didn't at that point really get it. Mm-hmm. Um, and there were people in my class who were coming from a chiropractic background who did. You know, I remember, I think it was uh, Reggie Gold came to speak one time and I was like, who's he? And I didn't go to listen to him. Mm, so, you know, that kind of thing. So there's all sorts of things that I wish I had learned sooner or been aware of much sooner. Um, and then I guess, because when I, I, not long after I finished college, I moved to Sydney and in Sydney I had no network because I was the first 
New Zealand graduate who had moved to Australia. Mm. Um, and so I had no co- uh, you know, connections to my colleagues and no connections to the um, the Australian trained chiropractors. So it was kind of a lot of time just sort of being my own thing and not really being involved. Feeling connected. So, and I, yeah. I, what I find really cool about that is that while that is something you did, you quote, like you didn't regret, but you're like, I wish I had more of the vitalistic stuff. And now you're creating that for students and for other chiropractors, like by, with your involvement mm-hmm. in uh, Cairo Europe or um, mm-hmm. Cairo Alliance too. So it's a beautiful thing. And, and, and I'm heading back home for the first time in three years. Finally, see my parents again, um, and uh, getting to speak at the college to first year. So I'm, I'm excited about sort of passing this sort of message on to hopefully light the fire under them yes. from year one. So yeah. that's yeah, that's so good. I know. Anytime I get to speak to the students, like they're, I, I love chiropractors, but chiropractic students are just so they're not as they're not jaded. You know, they're just so open, mm-hmm. and that you could you could fire that. I love that. So you're gonna yeah. love that experience. Yeah. Really cool. So uh, let's do some rapid fire questions. And okay, okay, it will be fun. Um, uh, let's see. What kind of car do you drive? Uh, I just gave one back, and my next car is a Genesis. As a Jetta. Genesis. Oh, Genesis GB seventy. Okay. Yeah. Cool. My second practice is close to the uh, Austrian Alps, so then I can go skiing. Uh, Work in the morning, ski in the afternoon. There you go. No swimming. Yep. No. <laughs> um, I think I know the answer to this because you were talking about it, but what kind of student were you in, in school? Like an A student, an F student? <laughs> Depending on the topic. What did you fail at, at? At college or at high school? At high school? I'll say high school. Math. Math and science. I was the top of the class. What did you fail at? Um. English. <laughs> no, I never failed anything. I never failed. I never failed a class. But it was like your, like, what was it like? A B minus? My weakest. English was my worst. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Got I, it. I hated, I hated grammar. Yeah. Okay. You and I yeah. both, except I learned it when I was 16. Um, <laughs> let's see. What was your first job? Oh, uh, working in a supermarket. That was your first job. Um, it was my first job pushing trolleys, packing bags, and then I got bored and I asked if I could work on the on the um, the checkout, and I became the first male checkout operator in the supermarket, and I also became the fastest. Wow! Of course you did. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Cool. And um, last question: Who has been the biggest influence in your life? Ooh. Take your time. It's an important question. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's. Uh, no, I can't answer that um, for various reasons. Because for one, it would change, mm. um, and uh, no, I don't have an answer to that question. And even if I did, it would be somebody unknown to everybody else. Um, no, I, I really don't have an answer to that. Okay. A lot of t- a lot of time, like as a, as a kid with the bullying, I felt quite alone. Mm-hmm. So um, you know, the, I wasn't looking up to anyone. I was just sort of protecting myself. Yeah. Um, um, there's lots of things I've learned from lots of different people that have made a big difference. Yeah, but it yeah. sounds like, and it's okay to be like, I've been the biggest influence. 
Yeah, I wasn't sure if that was the right thing to say. That's totally <laughs> the right thing to say. I've had, I've, I had another guest say that same thing, and I thought it was really powerful because it's like yeah. I've, I, people have influenced me, but ultimately I was the person to influence myself in taking certain actions or doing mm. it. And I feel like that probably applies to you, yeah? I mean, that was what I was thinking to start with. I thought, oh, I probably can't say that. Yeah. So that's why I'm searching for an answer. You could tell. And, and it's all the things like, you know, I moved here to Germany at the time with my partner, but I have no family here. You know, my nearest family are literally on the other side of the world. So, you know, it's um, who do I need to look at for support? Me. Yourself. So, yeah. yeah. I think that's that's the most empowering answer that I've gotten. It's mm. So far, it's been you and another, another Dr. Chris Zeno. I don't know if you know him. Do you know him? Don't think so, oh, yeah, yeah, so an ep- a few episodes back, um, he talks. Okay. He was like, "I, yeah, I have some people that have influenced me, but I'm the one that makes the changes. I'm the one that's I'm the biggest influence in my own life." Which mm-hmm. yeah. I thought that was really cool. Awesome. Well, um, before we end here, tell us what's exciting in your life, what's new, and um, you know, if you want to mention again, Cairo Alliance or anything like that. Where can people connect with you? That would be a good one. You're, yeah, tell us all of that. But I'm not everywhere. I'm not on Twitter. Uh, you'll find me, of course, on Facebook. Um, I'm heavily involved with the Cairo Europe, as you said. Um, contacts are also there. Mm-hmm. Um, doing a lot of work with that, helping support Mark and then build up the the European community of vitalistic chiropractic. Um, uh, as I mentioned, I'm organizing, it's probably going to be a really small group going to a new mission trip to um, northern Uganda. So really mm-hmm. looking forward to that. Um, but um, yeah, just lots of organizational stuff. I'm looking forward most to seeing my mom and dad because, you know, with the whole political stuff the last two years, I haven't been able to get home to New Zealand. So just wow. getting home and just switching off for a month is, is going to be awesome. But um um, yeah, I'm I'm here to help people. Um, I love emceeing. I love getting on stage. You didn't ask a question I could answer you. I taught aerobics for nine years. What? So when I get it, yeah. So when I get up on stage, dancing around, uh, asking people to do stuff is just second nature. So oh, I love um, that. That that makes yeah, sense. Yeah. So that's the easy thing. But on the flip side of it, um, uh, I'm an introvert when I need my energy back. So I guess that's also why it's easy for me to say. Um, and looking at myself for decisions and all the rest of it is easy because for me being by myself is just sometimes the best thing I can do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, totally. And majority yeah. of the people that I've, majority of leaders, I think in chiropractic or just in general leaders, they tend to be more intro- on the introverted side anyways. They, hmm. they're, they're really great with one to many. Like I, I watched you literally take the like it was like one out of ten to like 12 out of 10 the the energy of the room so you definitely have a gift for that so hey if anybody wants to have craig come over to your event i know if i ever put something together you're going to be my guy to (laughs) to do a uh an mc but really good stuff thank you so much um for sharing all of your wisdom and about your personal life, your professional life. And I know that someone's going to listen in and someone's going to be inspired. And we'll put all the links in the show notes, you guys. Um, go subscribe to Secret Lives of Chiropractors. Go connect to Craig and uh, check out the website. Go add yourself to the website and the directory. And, uh, and then come back for another episode of Secret Lives of Chiropractors. We'll see you guys then. 
I hope you enjoyed this episode and got some applicable nuggets to quantum leap your life and your practice. Be sure to subscribe to this channel and be the first to know when we release our next guest here on Secret Lives of Chiropractors. Also, don't forget to follow me on Instagram at Nona Javid, D-J-A-V-I-D, to keep up with my not-so-secret life. And um, check out Elevate Club at www.elevate.me, and Elevate is spelled E-L-I-V-A-T-E. We'll see you at the next episode.